I feel blessed as ever been. I'm the best I've ever been. So what's the excuse? What's up? I'ma tell you, I feel amazing. I feel blessed as ever been. I'm the best. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bearing Down the Gridiron. Did you like the new intro? Shout out to my brother, Shadow Too Real, for the intro. Check him out on all platforms that you listen to music, especially Spotify and Apple Music. That song there is called Amazing by Shadow Too Real. It's a great song, and I'm happy to use it for Bearing Down the Gridiron. This is season two of the show. And it's a completely different type of show because it's only me, the playmaker down there, selling is doing it. We change some things up to get it back rolling to see what we can get going. So we're gonna keep it's similar to what we did last year, but it's gonna be a little more playmaker style. So if you ever watch me doing shooting lights so around me talk, you know what I'm from the brain to college football. And this is what we're gonna do. We got two conferences to preview today. We got two conference previewing next week and then the final conference and my college football picks. And then we'll be ready for week one of the college football season, which is not that far away, ladies and gentlemen. By the end of this month, week one will be here. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. You know how we get started on here. It is. The and kicking off with the two-minute drill, uh, Jim Harbaugh in the NCAA. So Jim Harbaugh would not be suspended for the four games as of right now, as the NCAA hit a snag somewhere. But report there are some in the reports that are saying he might not be suspended for the first four games of the season. But he that suspension could come later on this year, maybe next year. So we shall see. But as of right now, Jim Harbaugh would not be suspended for the first four games of this season. Continuing on, uh, I want to send my thoughts and prayers to the Collins family as former Arkansas standout running back Alex Collins dies at the age of 28. Uh, I believe his death was due to a motorcycle accident, as I'm reading here. Uh, Jameson Hazley, ESPN staff writer, writes the article. Alex Collins, the former Arkansas Razorback who went to play five seasons in the NFL, died after he was involved in a motorcycle crash in Lundell Lake, Florida, on Sunday night, the Broward County Sheriff's Office said in a news release. He was, Collins was 28. Collins crashed into a sports utility vehicle on West Oakland Park Boulevard, according to news reports. The SUV was making a left turn when Collins', when Collins motorcycle hit, hit it rear passage aside, causing him to go through the window and coming to rest inside the vehicle. He was pronounced dead at the scene. That 28, man. 28. Alex Collins. For those of you who don't remember, played for the Seattle Seahawks 
and I believe the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, he played. He was a fifth round draft pick for the Seahawks in 2016, and then 2017 he played for the Baltimore Ravens. It's a very sad time. So I'm pretty sure, not only for the Seattle Seahawks, for the Baltimore Ravens, but also the Arkansas Razorbacks. He was a good person. He was a very good player playing running back for those teams. So very sad on that note. So get that out of the way. All right. Moving on. Uh, Peyton Manny, the legendary Hall of Famer NFL quarterback, the legendary quarterback from the University of Tennessee, is back at Tennessee as he is now a professor at the University of Tennessee. Back on August 4th, yesterday, Chris Lowe from ESPN writes the article. Peyton Manning was a, was a star both on and off the field at the University of Tennessee. Now he's returning to his alma mater as a professor. The university announced Monday that the College of Communications and Information has appointed, May, has appointed Manny as a professor of practice in the fall of 2023 term. The Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback will join select classes during the academic academic year as a featured expert and work alongside colleges facilities and provide learning experience for the cci students at tennessee hey when we say give back to the community or never get where you come from that's a great example right there it's not money okay he's not giving back money to this university he's giving back his time he's going back to teach the younger folks oh what it is what he's talking about. So College of Communication Information, that's a communication field. I studied communication when I was at UCF and FSCJ. So yeah, I kind of know what he's going to talk about. And communication is very important. So it's good to see Peyton Manning back at his alma mater. And he's giving back by being a professor, which is very good. Very, very good to do. Shout out to Peyton Manning on that one. Now that we got those out the way, let's get to the real topic before we go to our first break ladies and gentlemen the ap top 25 is up and having let's see if we can get this up and running here because as you can see we have the preseason top 25 of the ap poll and it reads as it and it shows as it is Georgia, the reigning defending champions at number one, and rightfully so. Coming at number two is the Michigan Wolverines from the Big Ten. Ohio State, number three. Alabama, four. LSU, five. USC, six. Penn State, seven. Florida State coming at eight. Clemson at nine. And we have, oh, number 10 is, can't see number 10, but I can tell you it is Washington from the Pac-12. Washington from the Pacto is number 10 on the list here. I do apologize for the fact that y'all can't see it. See if I can do this. All right. 11, Texas, Tennessee comes in at 12. 13 is in Notre Dame Fighter the Utah Utes at 14, Oregon at 15, Kansas State 16, TCU 17, 18 is Oregon State, 19 is Wisconsin, 20 is Oklahoma, 21 North Carolina, 22 Ole Miss, 23 the Texas A&M Aggies, 
Tulane Greenway from the American Conference comes in at 24 and rounding out their preseason top 25. It is the Our Hawkeyes from the Big Ten. Out the gate, ladies and gentlemen, three SEC teams are in the top five. That would be Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. Then you can add three more who are in the top 25 period. We make six teams from the SEC in the top 25, along with Georgia, Alabama, LSU. You have the likes of Tennessee, who's at 12. You have the likes of Ole Miss at 22, and Texas a and who's at 23. The Big Ten has five when you follow michigan ohio state with two and three then you go down to seven with the penn state lifting lines then you go down to 19 with wisconsin and then 25th is the Iowa hawkeyes the bit 12 also came in with five i believe if i'm looking correctly texas texas at 11. then kansas state 16 tcu 17 oklahoma 20. Now, that'll be four. You got four. The ACC has Florida State. They have Clemson. And that was about it for the – then you got North Carolina. That's it for that. And then the Pac-12. The Pac-12 comes in with, U, with USC, Washington, Utah, Oregon, Oregon State. So the Pac-12 and the Big Ten both were five. The ACC was six. The Big 12 and – it looks like the Big 12 and the uh, ACC has like three to four. And then you shout out to the American Conference with Tulane getting in there. So those are your top 25 going into week one of the of the college football season. And with that being said, we're going to take our first commercial break here. And then when we come back, we're going to dive in, ladies and gentlemen, because it's time to preview conferences. And the first conference that we're going to preview We'll be the SC, we'll be the ACC. We'll be back. Welcome to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. The only professional wrestling podcast in the world where pro wrestling is discussed passionately, with confidence, with great knowledge, and most of all, in the most sophisticated way. So brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because chaos is about to be unleashed. Thing with Tony Khan now being in talks to WWE, I'm going to be honest with you. I spoke to this with Ricky Litwinkowicz, a.k.a. the Master of Mayhem, and he honestly believes that me talking about Tony Khan buying WWEs and basically I'm kind of wasting my time because Ricky believes it's never going to happen. Okay. Now I now don't get me wrong, Ricky, I respect his I respect what he says. He's he could very well be correct, but I got to be honest with you, the fact that Khan is interested in supposedly buying WWE, I mean, to me that's definitely worth talking about. Now, <laughs> now I should mention this. Shout out to Ricky, by the way. And I got to mention this, that even Jim Cornette already had something to say. And he said, and I quote, ridiculous to think that could happen, unquote. <laughs> a wrestling fan that's been super supportive of Brody Lee as a wrestler and everything that WWE could have done with him and, you know, everything that he could have shown and, you know, offered for the wrestling business. You know, for me, I, just, I wasn't just a fan of Brody Lee himself, like in character. I strongly respected him, you know, 
as a human being, like I had a lot of respect for Jonathan Huber, you know, that's Mr. Brody Lee's real name. So basically, I had a lot of respect for Brody Lee, Luke Harper, and of course, Mr. Jonathan Huber. This particular episode was about world-class championship wrestling. And the episode title is, you know, WCCW Wrestling's Lone Star Legacy. And because I am the Bear of Texas, and I do hail from the Dallas-Fort Worth area of the state of Texas, world-class championship wrestling was basically my territory as far as being a wrestling fan goes. Ladies and gentlemen, Ringside Chaos is available on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. The Playmakers Bar is proudly sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, the number one shop where sports fans across the world love to get their sports gear and fandom on. A wide selection of gears from every league, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, the NCAA, and of course, the WWE. Whether it is football, basketball, baseball, hockey, even soccer, golf, no matter what sport it is, there is sports appeal for every fan of every sport. Fanatics, with sports fan shop and efficient license everything. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bearing Down the Gridiron with the Playmaker here. As you can see, uh, you saw Greenside Chaos by my brother, Alizakazag. Check him out. Uh, check out his latest episode he did on the Usos. Going to what happened after SummerSlam. Very good wrestling show to watch. Tune in on every platform there is with rest or ringside chaos. Ringside chaos. And then you've seen one of our sponsors, Fanatics, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We are sponsored by Fanatics. And to show off Fanatics, Fanatics has a 25% off-site wide going on right now. Using the promo code SUMMER as SUMMER is ending as the kiddos are back in school. And fall is about to hit because football season is around the corner. So get your football gear now. College football, NFL, doesn't matter. Get it now with 25% off site while using the code SUMMER. S-U-M-M-E-R. All right. As you can see, those of you who are watching on YouTube, you see the first conference we're going to preview. And it is the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC, ladies and gentlemen. And we ain't going to waste some time. We're going to die right to it to kick it off ladies and gentlemen the clemson tigers are your reigning defending champions from the acc as they won it last season speaking of the clemson tigers ladies and gentlemen the clemson tigers have won the seven of the last eight acc titles okay they defeated the north carolina tar heels up in Charlotte this past go around as the North Carolina Tar Heels won the Coastal Division, which was good under Matt Brown. Very, very pleasant to see. Very good to know. Matt Brown did a very good job with this team. Let's see how he can rebound and keep this team going because we know Clemson's coming up. Clemson stays up there. Can North Carolina be that next team to jump in there? They be to make some noise and whatnot. Also, uh, Florida State, ladies and gentlemen. Florida State, and yes, those of you who know I'm a Gator fan, I really don't like saying this. 
but I am a fair-minded individual, so I'm going to talk about the good state of Florida. And the Florida State Seminole, after a bounce, had a hell of a year bouncing back from the 5-7 and seven season that they had in 2021, missing the bowl game for the first time in forever. Okay. I think the last time they missed a bowl was before Bobby Brown or Bobby Brown's first year at Florida State. That's how long it's been since Florida State didn't go to a bowl game. But that's what happened two years ago in 2021. Last year, they turned it around. Mike knows third year in Tallahassee. He took the Florida State Seminoles to a 10-3 and record. It was a remarkable job. And I always, I always tell people when you hired a new coach, get them three years. Year one, take it however it is, okay? Because year one, the new coaches, staff is trying to get to know the players, and the players are trying to get to know the new coaching staff. So take year one as it is. Year two, you want to see a little bit of improvement, but that five and that five and seven record in twenty twenty one wasn't in twenty twenty one wasn't good. So I can understand if some Florida State fans had, had felt some type of way about what they were seeing on the field and whatnot. But last year, year three, ten and three. 10 and 3. You can't you when you give coaches time, good things happen. Usually year three is when coaches can really show what the vision is for the program. Year three, you see Mountain Web is building Florida State back. Now, are they fully back yet? We need to see in this year. If they have another good 10-win season this year, then Florida State is back. But one year doesn't make you back. We have to see it consistently. Okay. Uh, changes in the in the ACC. No more divisions. There's no more Atlanta division. There's no more Coastal division. They are going into the three-five-five structure for conference schedule for scheduling in the ACC. What does that three-five-five mean? Well, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Each program will play three primary opponents once a year. So that means they have three opponents they'll play every year. Then the rest of the 10 schools will rotate in full season rotation. So I got it so to where I can break it down for you with visually. With those of you who are listening to the audio, you have to bear with me on this one. So the first thing you hear, the first thing that was on there says each team will play three primary opponents annually. So there'll be three teams on each. You know, every one of the schedules in the ACC, they'll play every single year. For example, let's talk about Florida State. So with Florida State, Florida State will see Clemson every year. They will see Miami every year. And they will see Syracuse every year. They will see those three teams every year. Now, if you're a Clemson fan, you will see Florida State every year. You will see Georgia Tech every year. And you will see NC State every year. If you're a Clemson fan, you see, you see where I'm going? So if you, if you're a Miami Hurricane fan, every year you'll play Boston College, Florida State, and Louisville. Every year. So that's how that works. So those of you who are watching on YouTube, this is the teams. So the teams here on the level where the ACC, where the football ACC is at, those are the teams. And right next to when it says primary opponent, those are the three opponents they'll play every single year. Okay, that's how that works. So then now with the other league, so. The other teams that's not listed as the primary team, they will see each other in a in every four years. Okay, so the fact that Florida State will not be playing, will not have Louisville every year, or North Carolina every year, they will see them once every four years. Okay, 
they'll see those teams once every four years, and it'll be a rotating schedule to make sure that all everybody in the conference sees each other within four years. So that's how they would go. To give you even more in-depth to it, here we go. This is how the conference schedule for each team is going, home and away for each team. So the Clemson Tigers, ladies and gentlemen. At home, they will see Florida State, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, and Wake Forest. They will go to Duke. They will go to Miami. They will go to NC State, and they will go to Syracuse, okay? If you're a Florida State fan, okay, your home conference game will feature Duke. You have Miami at home. You have Syracuse at home, and you have Virginia Tech at home. On the road, you have to go to Boston College. You have to go to Clemson. You have to go to Pittsburgh, and you have to go to Wake Forest. You see how that works? This is what is going from this season up to 2026, okay? Let me go back to you because I, I hope y'all didn't miss that. So this is this right here is from 2023, this upcoming season, to, through 2026. This is how they will be scheduling until then. I believe that's probably, I think 2026 is when the, the ACC contract ends, I believe. I believe it's 2026. Don't quote me on that. But I think that's the reason why they did that. Now, we got that out the way. Ah, uh, the ACC media poll has came out, and Clemson is projected to be champions yet again for the eighth time in nine years. Right behind them, it is the Florida State Sentinels with the North Carolina Tar Heels coming in third, North Carolina State Wolfpack at four, and the Miami Hurricanes running up the top five. You have Duke and Pitt tied for six, Louisville at eight, Wake Forest at nine, Syracuse 10, Virginia Tech 11, Georgia Tech 12. Boston College 13 and Virginia 14. That is the media poll for the Atlantic Coast Conference. They are projecting Clemson to repeat as champions with Florida State, North Carolina, NC State, and Miami rounding out the top five. Now, let's see how that will fold when we look at these conference, when we look at these schedules. So you take the top five. What I have done is I took the top five teams from the media poll, which is Clemson, Florida State. North Carolina, NC State, and Miami. And I'm looking at their schedule. I want to see how their schedule looks and what, what we can look forward to. So now, what we can look forward to here is that Clemson has Florida State at home. These are their key games, by the way. It's the key games. The key games that I looked at. Florida State at home on the 23rd of September. They go to Syracuse, the Q-Dome, on the 30th of September. They'll begin the month of October with a game against Wake Forest. They go to Miami on the 21st of, of October. They go on to South Beach to have back-to-back road games. These, this is the real one right here. So the 21st of October, they're going to Miami. And then a week after the 28th of October, they go to Raleigh, North Carolina, to play the Wolfpack of NC State. The following week, they come back home. And they have Notre Dame at home. They have a bye week, and then they come back on the 18th of November, and they host North Carolina before they in-state rivals South Carolina up in Columbia, South Carolina, when they'll be meeting the Gamecocks, who beat them last year at the Death Valley in Clemson. So that's that's a nice nice schedule here. Florida State at Syracuse, home to Wake Forest. We'll see how they bounce back from a good year that they had. You're at Miami and you're at NC State. Those are not two. That's not those are not easy road games. You're home to Notre Dame. You're home. To, you're home to North Carolina before you go to South Carolina. For the North Carolina Tar Heels, 
they opened up the season with the Battle of Carolinas when North Carolina and South Carolina meet in Charlotte, North Carolina at Bank of American Field. The week after that, week two, Appalachian State comes to Chapel Hill. You know, those of you who remember last year, the Carolina Tar Heels, they went to Appalachian State and they had a thriller of a game with North Carolina surviving that game. After that, week three, they played Mental Sota from the Big Ten in Chapel Hill. They have a big game in October, a home game on the 14th with the Miami Hurricanes. Then on the 18th, they go to Clemson, and then they finish off the season on the 25th at NC State. The Florida State Seminoles, they open up their season down in Orlando against the LSU Tigers. Last year, they faced off, and Florida State came out with a one-point win out in uh, New, New Orleans, Louisiana. They rematch it again down in Orlando, this time at Camping World Stadium, LSU, Florida State. After that, they take. After that, they will head to Death Valley on the 23rd of September to face off with the Clemson Tigers. They come home on the 10th, on the on October 7th, so I say, to take on Virginia Tech. October 28th, a trip to Wake Forest. 11 November 4th, a trip to Pittsburgh. Then the home rivalry game with the Miami Hurricanes on November 11th. And then, of course, they finished off their season, this time in Gainesville against the Florida Gators. And those of you who know, you already know who I'm picking to win that game. NC State, they have a date with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on the 9th of September. To the end of the month of September, their next key game is, is home against Louisville. Then their next key game will come October 28th when they play Clemson at home. November 4th, they have Miami Hurricanes coming to rally. So look at that. So far, their major key games are at home. Notre Dame at home, Louisville at home, Clemson at home, NC and Miami at home. Then they first road, they first real road test comes November 11th at Wake Forest, followed by November 18th at Virginia Tech before they come back home for their in-state rival with the North Carolina Tar Heels. The Hurricanes, on the other hand, week two. They host Texas A&M. They faced off last year. Texas A&M won at home. Let's see, can Miami redeem themselves at home and Coral Gables and take care of the Texas A&M Aggies. October 14th, they go to Chapel Hill to take on the North Carolina Tar Heels. On the 21st of October, that's when Clemson comes down to South Beach to take on the Hurricanes. And then back-to-back road trips for the Miami Hurricanes as November 4th, they go to NC State. The week after November 11th, they go to Tallahassee to take on the arch rivals of the Florida State Seminoles before they finish the season at home on November 11th against the Louisville Cardinals. Those are the key games for the top five teams, according to the media poll. I want to see how these teams do. As you can see, it's not going to be easy to win the ACC with this type of schedule. So we shall see. My pick, though, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to Clemson Tigers. I have to go Clemson. There's no, there's no other way around it. I have to go with the Clemson Tigers, so I'm going Clemson, as you can see here. And my first pick is in the ACC. I'm going with the Clemson Tigers to go back to back. So I'm green with the media poll on this one. I ain't taking Clemson. All right. We are due for another break. It's going to be a very quick break. And then when we come back, 
We're going to preview the Big Ten. We'll be back. The Playmaker Spa is sponsored by Lids. Locker rooms by Lids. Shop hats and official sports gear at Lids. Lids, the leading and number one destination for hats, gears, and everything that moves you. Make it a perfect shop for fans to find official sports hats, merchandise, and gears. Represent your team, your town, and your style with a snap hat, adjustable, fitted hat, or beanie from thousands of college and professional teams. Browse the very latest jerseys and t-shirts for the best teams out there. Liz has officially licensed professional and college sports teams apparel and hats featuring the hottest brands and trends. Shop online or visit one of the 100 stores across the country. Lock them by Liz. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bearing Down and Gridiron. As you go, there's another sponsor for it. It is Liz Locker Rooms by Liz. You can get your favorite customized hats, the official hats, fashion hats, whatever kind of hat you want, and also any type of college football, professional gear, college gear that you want, because Liz is the way to go. Fanatics and Liz, you can't go wrong with either one when it comes to sports wear. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Like I said, we did the ACC, and you got my pick of the Clemson Tigers going back to back. Now let's go to the Big Ten. As we go to the Big Ten, back to back champions is the Michigan Wolverines, led by John Harbaugh. As we said earlier, Jim Harbaugh would not be suspended for the four games, but that does not mean he would not be suspended for the four games in the near future, okay? So keep that in mind. Like I said, back to back. Champions of the Big Ten is the Michigan Wolverines, but they took back-to-back losses in the CLP semifinals to Georgia, who eventually won the national championship in 2021, and then a smacking big down to TCU last season. Both games were blowouts, and Michigan didn't stand a chance in either one. So let's see how they'll bounce back in this go-around. Uh, last year, the Purdue Bartimaeus won the Big Ten West, as the Michigan Wolverines both won the Big Ten East. Uh, Ohio State, they are in unfamiliar territory. Back-to-back losses to the Michigan Wolverines that hasn't been done in a very long time. Uh, they were Big Ten champions in 2020, uh, 2021, Michigan, 2022, Michigan. And all of a sudden, they are not the favorites going into this season. Very unfamiliar territory for the, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Let's see how Ryan Day and crew respond. And as we already know, the Big Ten will be adding new additions to the uh, conference. As you see here, the L.A. schools will be moving in, but they will not be the only ones in here as Oregon and Washington will be joining the L.A. schools of USC and UCLA and joining the Big Ten in 2024. So this is the last season of the current Big Ten slate, where it's 14 teams. Come in 2024, it'll go from 14 to 18 teams, and that's going to be something to watch next year, okay? All right, now let's get to the Big Ten media prediction. They have the Michigan Wolverines winning the Big Ten East for a third consecutive year over the Ohio State Buckeyes, and over in the West, they have the Wisconsin Badgers coming out of the West, which is interesting because I can't remember the last time uh, Wisconsin won the Big Ten West because I don't see Northwestern win it. I don't see Purdue last year. 
I seen Iowa the year before. The Big Ten West is very hard to predict because it's always a different team. But it's always been either Michigan or Ohio State. And then every once in a while, you might catch a Michigan State in there or a Penn State in there. But nevertheless, it's usually Michigan or Ohio State. They're going Michigan and, and Wisconsin to meet in the Big in the Big Ten Championship. And, of course, they are picking Michigan because Michigan is the favorite. That's how they do So let's see how the schedule says about some of the, some of the top teams. So I think we did six teams here, if I remember correctly. Yes, we did six. So we did the top six. So we did Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State from the East. And we did Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota in the West. Let's see how this schedule looks up. The, the two-time defending champion, Michigan, their first key matchup comes on September 30th at Nebraska with the new coach and Mike Rule over there in Cornhusky land. And then to begin the month of October on the 7th, they go to Minnesota. Their next, their next big test comes on the road on October 24th, 21st when they go to the arch rival, in-state rival of the Michigan State Spartans out in East Lansing. Okay. Then November 11, they go to Happy Valley to take on the Penn State Nippy Lions. Then the following week on November 18th, they go to take on the Maryland Terrapins. It's not an easy place to play at. And then they finish it off at home in the big house against the Ohio State Buckeyes. That is Michigan key game. Wisconsin key games. Second week of the season, September 9th, they go to Washington. So they get to be the first team to welcome Washington to the Big Ten without Washington being in the Big Ten week two of the season. After that, September 23rd, they go to Purdue, which is not an easy place to play. You can ask Michigan. You can ask Ohio State. Then they have a home test on October 14th when Iowa comes rolling to town. October 28th, the Buckeyes of Ohio State come rolling to you know, uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And then November 25th, they go to Minnesota. Let's look at the Ohio State key games. October, uh, September 23rd, excuse me. September 23rd, they go to South Bend to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. That's going to be interesting to watch because they beat Notre Dame by 10 in Columbus last season. Now they go to South Bend. I'm looking forward to see what Notre Dame looks like this season. Speaking of places not easy to win at, October 14th, the Buckeyes go to Purdue. Usually when Ohio State comes in there as a top five, top ten ranked team in Purdue, they come out with L. So it's going to be interesting to see where the Ohio State is ranked at by the time we get to October 14th when they go to Purdue. The following week, October 21st, they host Penn State before going to Wisconsin on the 28th. November 11th, home to Michigan State. The week after, November 18th, they're home to Minnesota before they go to the big house to take on the Michigan Wolverines on November 25th. Penn State, they open their season with a matchup with the West Virginia Mountaineers. I believe that might be a neutral site game. If not, it's in Happy Valley. Okay. That's going to be an interesting game to watch. On September 16th, they, are, they go to Illinois. They host Iowa on the 23rd of September. October 21st, they go 
to Buckeyes country of Columbus, Ohio to take on Ohio State. They host they host Michigan on the 11th of November, and they host Michigan State the 25th of November. Iowa, they have their in-state rivalry, their Sirehawk Trophy at Ames, Iowa, as they take on the Iowa State Cyclones. On the 23rd of September, they go to Happy Valley to take on the Penn State Nifty Lions. They host Michigan State on September on September 30th before going to Wisconsin on October 14th and then hosting Minnesota on the 21st of October. Speaking of Minnesota, on the 16th of September, they go to Chapel Hill to take on the North Carolina Tar Heels. October 7th, they host the Michigan Wolverines. October 21st, they go to Iowa. They take on the Hawkeyes. October 28th, they host the Michigan the Michigan State Spartans. Michigan State Spartans. November 11th, they are at Purdue. November 18th, they are at Ohio State. And then they close out their season on November 25th at Wisconsin. So you see the key games for these six teams. Michigan's the favorite to come out of it. Wisconsin's the favorite to come out of the West. Uh... That's not easy. That's not something. It's gonna be an interesting battle in the East and the West for the Big Ten title. The media's picking Michigan. I'm also picking the Michigan Wolverines to come out of the Big Ten for a third consecutive year. I could be wrong because you can see. As for you know, the ACC, I got Clemson, the Big Ten. I have the Michigan Wolverines. So I have a Bat-to-bat champions in the ACC, and I have a 3 P going on in the Big Ten, same as the media for each team, for each conference, should I say. Hey, it is what it is, so that would do it for that. And uh, that's all I have for you on today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Bear Down and Great Iron. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, we go Big 12, Pac-12. It's all about the 12s next week. Big 12 and Pac-12, and a lot to say about the Pac-12 because this is the final year of the Pac-12 as we know it. So I will talk about it next week. Thank you again for tuning in to Bearing Down the Gridiron with your host, the Playmaker Down in Silence here. Follow, subscribe on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, YouTube. If you love watching the videos, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Playmakers Gloss. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can catch all the videos that come with Bearing Down a Gridiron. If you enjoy the audio, it's on every platform there is. So, nevertheless, we are not hard to find. You can find us anywhere. All our sponsors are in the show notes below. Our website is in the show notes. Our YouTube channel is in the show notes. So, tap make. Get connected with us in front of Playmakers Block. We are rocking. We are rolling. Not only we're bearing down a great iron, Ramley Talk, Shooting the Lights Out, Wingside Chaos, uh, Internet FC, Cowboys Talk. We are rocking and rolling between me and Alice. We are rocking and rolling. So until next time, for bearing down a great iron, I will catch y'all next week. You just experienced bearing down a great iron, hosted by down there to play with the silence in collaboration with our brothers football bear down a gridiron is sponsored by liz fanatics and paramount plus if you enjoyed today's show and would like to make a donation you can donate via cash up at dollar sign d playmakers at dollar sign d playmakers remember bearing down a gridiron is available on all podcast directories including apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music iHeartRadio, and youtube 
And for Apple Podcast lovers, leave us a rate review. Let us know what you enjoy about today's episode that you're listening to. Tune in again next time for more Bearing Down the Gridiron, hosted by The Playmate.